Praise You, Lord, is a Catholic Christian praise and worship radio ministry. Hi, my name is Jeffrey Zagaria. Please join us as we give praise, honor, and glory to our loving, awesome, and merciful God. Well, He is loving and He is merciful. Welcome to Praise You, Lord, episode number 141, and it is such a great pleasure to have Father Richard in on the broadcast, Father Richard Champney O'Carm. And uh, Father Richard, how are you today? Can you hear him? Oh, Father Richard, I had you on mute. Sorry okay. about that. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people try to do that. But... <laughs> well, I wasn't trying, but it worked pretty good. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm so happy to be here and so happy to see you and, and also Michael and Jackson. God thank, bless you. Thank you, Father. Great to have you back on the program and so wonderful to see you again. We also have uh, a full house today. We have Jackson Messick, who is uh, has been with us on many programs. Jackson, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me, buddy. Oh, what a blessing to have you. And, and Michael Lopez is our intern extraordinaire. For those who are listening for the first time or maybe haven't listened in a while, he very well could be the very best intern in the world <laughs> in the world, uh, perhaps of all time. Michael Lopez, how are you today? <laughs> hey Jeffrey, do well. Okay. Michael, are you, are you toning down the way you're dressing? Because we're making fun of the fact that you dress better than all of us, except for Father well, Richard, of you course. Know, I just thought, I don't want to make you guys feel bad anymore. No. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm dressing better because of you. You're a great influence on me. <laughs> me too, man. <laughs> I noticed that, Jackson. You're looking pretty good today. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, so welcome to Praise You, Lord. Those who uh, are listening in for the first time, we're an underground, independent, Catholic Christian radio broadcast brought to you once a week by the grace of God and by the power of your prayer. So we thank you so much for your prayers. We, we, um, we need them so much, so please keep praying for us. We'd also like to thank the 20 radio stations that host this program, Praise You, Lord, and... Uh, Two of them in particular, 98.3 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm Beaches, which is where we began up in the Palm Beaches, Jupiter, Juno Beach, Florida. They are doing a fundraising drive. You can check that out at WPBVRadio.com, WPBVRadio.com. They are a fully volunteer ministry. They play a lot of EWTN and so on, but they're not at all being paid by EWTN. That radio station is on the fuel of donations, so please, if uh, the Lord calls you, please consider donating to WPBV Radio. And also, 100.1 FM, the Prince of Peace Catholic Radio up in the Treasure Coast of Florida. Same thing. Small radio station could use your support. I'm sure Catholic Radio Network would love your support as well. So if you're listening there on the 18 mega stations in Kansas, uh, in Colorado or Missouri, please consider and pray about donating to those wonderful radio stations. 
Welcome, podcast listeners. We know you're out there. Thank you so much for your feedback. We're so grateful for all of you. You're all over the world. We're super excited to have all of these different platforms to um, basically bring good news. And that's what this program is about. We're bringing good news. There's a lot of bad news out there, especially today. The news is full of of all kinds of bad news and, and a lot of... Um, a lot of lies, I think. A lot of there's not a lot of truth in many cases in the news. A lot of it might be, um, uh, you know, exaggerated at the very least. So we here are trying to spread the truth um, and to uh, and to spread the good news. And there is good news in our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ. And today. Father Richard and I had had a conversation, um, I think it was only yesterday, that, and we both agreed it would be a good idea to speak about two, two subjects that intertwine, that sometimes are misunderstood, or maybe even overlooked or forgotten. And those two subjects specifically are Jesus' Mother Mary, Our Lady, and, um, and the Holy Spirit. And so we're going to today speak about Our Lady, Jesus' Mother, Mary, the Blessed Mother, and we're going to be speaking about the Holy Spirit. And I asked Father Richard if he would, would speak about that and if we could have a conversation about that, and he thought that, we both thought that that was a good idea. Father Richard. Yes. Okay, so um, where should we start with this, do you think? I'm so, say that again? Yeah, where where would we start with this? Where would you right. like to start uh, as far as Mary and the Holy Spirit as a, a topic, a subject? And again, we're, we're operating on three pillars for those listening in. We have now 141 broadcasts. You can hear most of them on the podcast. Michael, what are all the different podcast platforms that people could listen to our program on? Yeah, you have Spotify. Uh, you have your Apple Podcasts, your Google Play, um, and your Podbean, and um, pretty much any other where, uh, any other place you can access. Um, I think YouTube uh, actually has has them up as well. If you look really deep within the the bowels of YouTube, you may <laughs> somehow be able to mine it out of it. Um, <laughs> um, also, we're actually we're vi- we're videoing this right now, and we have yet to release video. The last two programs we did video. With the grace of God, uh, we're going to put that all together in a package and have video available in the future as well. So podcast you, podcast listeners, you can listen to the past um, broadcasts, and we've always had testimony, but as we prayed and considered and contemplated how we felt the Lord was leading this, this radio um, broadcast now four and a half years, I think, later. I mean, it's just amazing how quickly the time goes, if that's correct. It's four and a half or something like that. I don't know, many years later. Um, and we really felt that that the, the Lord was leading us to three pillars. And the first one is testimony, that, that we will conquer by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, which comes from the book of Revelation. So the first pillar is testimony. The second is, once we hear the good news and how good God is and the great things that he does for us and has done for us and will do for us, um, then we can give thanks, because we remember, we consider, we contemplate, we discuss um, 
what God is doing in our lives, what he's done, and what we can expect him to do, and we can trust him to do, that we can have faith that he's going to be acting in our life. And once we know this, then we also know that, wow, thank you so much for that, Father, 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 um, Father God. Thank you so much for these wonderful things you've done that you're doing in our lives, and we can trust that you're going to be doing. And then, um, so that's the second pillar, thanksgiving, thanks to God. And the third pillar is praise, which is, you know, what our program is, is founded on in the beginning. Praise you, Lord, praising God for his greatness. So just as a recap of, of the format, and so today we're going to be discussing from, the, the, from testimony, I think I'm going to guess Father Richard has his Bible open, am I right? Um, I had it here. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I saw you with a, did you, have, did you have a book in your hands? Uh, or you had my, notes in your hand. Schedule, yeah, that was that. Well, you don't you need. Know, I think I left it. I think I left it in my bedroom. Do you need it, um, or do, did you have scriptures picked out uh, off the well, top of your head? Um, a little bit of both. Sure. Um, just we don't we don't okay. need your Bible. I, I just thought I, it looked like to me. I was guessing, right? So I was yeah, wrong. Well, I had I had planned to bring it in, but anyway, since I didn't, rather than take. Three or four minutes to go get it. I'll just start talking. Well, we have okay. uh, we have our, our Bibles here, and if you want okay. us to find anything, Michael is really good at that. He's he's the All best. Right, uh, remember, he's like the best intern in the world. That's right. That's good. He's always got his Bible <laughs> with him. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what I what I thought first of all, um, most of the people who are listening or watching don't know that I maybe I am a Carmelite, a member of the Carmelite order. Uh, and the Carmelite, the official title of the Carmelite order is the Brothers of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Mount Carmel. Okay. Hmm. Now, today, um, what I was looking at in my little date book was um, the, the schedule. Today is the 14th of uh, July. And on Thursday, it's the 16th of July. That is the Feast of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, celebrated by the Universal Church. Now, for me, that's very important because of this. Whoops. That's the next meeting. I'm going to ignore <laughs> this. I'm, I'm, I'm being invited to another meeting that I set up. Sorry about, <laughs> okay. sorry about the interruption there. That's all right. No, that's a lovely melody. But uh, <laughs> I thought that, Jeff was playing. That's that's my favorite little jingle. Whenever we speak about our, our Lady of Mount Carmel Day, that's it, right? <laughs> anyway, the reason why I'm a Carmelite, one of them especially, when I was young in the second grade, I decided to be a priest, and wow. there were two things that I wanted to find in you know some place or other, and I didn't know even what a seminary was at that time, but. I come from a family of what's, I have five siblings, and my mother and father were wonderful, very devout, holy, good Catholic people. So we were brought up in a very, you know, good Catholic family, and I praise God for that. Um, but the two things that I wanted most of all when I decided to actually enter the seminary was to have a place where they would have great devotion to Mary, the mother of God. Uh, she had always been a very important part of my life. Um, as children, every night after supper, we used to pray the rosary together. Um, we would go on Monday night to the, the uh, Miraculous Medal Novena, 
and so on. So Mary was always a very important part of my personal spirituality, my family's spirituality. And the other thing was, of course, I was looking for something that was a family. Um, and uh, the, that's one reason why I joined the uh, religious community, in this case, the Carmelite Order. That's where I found both of these things. So um, recently, when I was um, praying, um, I think this was after you had called me, Jeffrey. Uh, okay. I was praying and kind of saying, you know, to the Lord and to the Blessed Mother, you know, what do you want me to do? Um, you know, this uh, COVID thing, you know, the, the shutdown all over the place. It's like, hmm, what do you do and how do you do it and where do you go and so on and so on. But um, so... Well, actually, this was before you called, Jeffrey, not that I really like. And I'm saying, you know, what, what do you want me to do? What can I do? And then Jeffrey called. And <laughs> here I am. This is one of the things that the Lord wanted me to do that I didn't know about before. Praise God. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so I also remember how important my mother was a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, holy lady. She died at age 95, oh. and um, she, was, she was wonderful. And very difficult life. She grew up in an orphanage, um, and then she, when she left, she got married at a young age, around early 20s or something. And um, then she had, within seven years, she had five children. Wow. The sixth one came 12 years later. Um, and then, of course, my father died when he was only 58 <clears throat> and left my mother right there. Uh, we were all pretty much adults by that time, but even so. Um, six years later, my mother remarried, and then her second husband died um, about five or six years after that. And so she continued the rest of her life until she was 95, and she was, she was always so good and, you know, um, always such a loving person. I mentioned her second marriage, and one of the things I want to share with you, which maybe can help to understand um, my devotion to the Blessed Mother, as well as my love for my mother. I wrote a poem for my mother's um, second marriage, and in the poem, uh, I'll just read a little, the first little part of it for you. I said, great love I feel within my heart. I know tis you, my mother, who gave it start. And this refrain I use for the rest of the five verses. For love begins and love can grow and only can I love I know as I've been loved. And so it just, you know, occurred to me that anything that I know or experience about love, she taught me. Mm. And that's where I also see the same thing with the Blessed Mother uh, she was the one who taught Jesus all of his prayers, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I have another poem somewhere that I wrote uh, that talks about, you know, Mary having Jesus on her knee and mm -hmm. teaching him what to do and how to do it and how to pray. When we were children in, in our elementary school, um, we used to always sing that song, you know, lovely lady dressed in blue, teach me how to pray. God was just your little boy, and you know the way. You know, so all of these things were constantly coming in. So to this day, I have such a great devotion and love for the Blessed Mother. 
<clears throat> one little practical thing I thought I, I would just toss in for people who uh, maybe are not too sure what to do or how to relate to Mary. <clears throat> it occurred to me several times over the years, um, every one of us goes through a time of temptation, a time of doubt, a time of confusion, one thing or another. And I, I don't even know exactly when it all began for me, but at one point I realized that any time I had to face something like that, especially any kind of temptation, that all I had to do was call on the Blessed Mother. And so, in fact, whatever uh, to this day, anytime any kind of temptation comes to me, whether it's a little tiny one or a great big one, and I just say the name of Mary. And I usually start to start off with the prayer, Hail Mary. Nine out of ten times, that's all I need to say. The temptation goes away, and I'm strengthened again, and I'm right there. Now, there have been occasions where I got had to go through the whole prayer before it went away. But for the most part, it's just the name of Mary. It's like, um, you know, the devils flee at that sight. Mm. Um, also, over the years, I've been very privileged to... Uh, Go to many of the, not many, at least three or four of the very important uh, sites in the world where the Blessed Mother has appeared to people. <clears throat> For example, I went three times to Medjugorje, Yugoslavia, uh, Herzegovina, wherever that place is there. Mm. Um, and it's such a wonderful, wonderful place. Mm. And the experience of peace is overwhelming when you go there. And then I also went to, in Mexico City, to Guadalupe. And um, that's where, you know, I, I was just astounded, um, you know, to uh, really see and experience the beauty of that, what they call the tilma that was given to St. Juan Diego. And uh, it's a beautiful thing that should not be in existence, but it's a, one of the miracles of it is that it never deteriorated and is in perfect condition from the 1515 around that time and i mean that's a long long time ago yes and then you know um there's another place where i went where was it well I, i've been to israel recently last october i was asked to lead a pilgrimage to israel it was very very difficult very very hot and i began to realize that i've gotten very very old mm -hmm. <laughs> A lot of walking, a lot of exercise, everything. But anyway, it was so many ways it was wonderful. My my biggest it was one of the biggest revelations of my life happened while I was there this last time. Wow. Uh, every time I've been there, there's been something wonderful. But this time, it may seem like not much to people, but to me, this was a a deep, deep revelation. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to visit the 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 chapel, the church, the shrine um, of the Annunciation where the angel came and spoke to Mary, telling her she would be the mother of God. Hmm. And, you know, while we were there, they, there's a, well, the church, first of all, is fantastic. And at the top of the church, you look up and there's a magnificent dome above you. And it's purposely hmm. made in the shape and form of a lily. And wow. a lily has always been seen as, you know, the sign of purity. And of course, Mary, the mother of, of God, um, is, you know, that is that is one of her finest qualities. And, you know, I was looking up there, and then over to the right-hand side is the spot where they believe the angel spoke to Mary. 
and it's it's behind a, a grate, you know, so that people don't go and you know destroy it or whatever else might happen. But anyway, as I was sitting there looking through the grate at the place where the angel announced to Mary that she would be the mother of God, the revelation that came to me was this is not just the annunciation, namely the announcing that this would happen, but it happened there at that moment when the angel spoke to Mary, the incarnation, God became man at that moment mm. in that place. And that's something that is not usually, you know, noticed or spoken about. But for me, I, I was literally, I was overwhelmed by it. It was wonderful. Mm. And be there with the Blessed Mother, um, you know, and just to be aware of how important and beautiful that was. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Well, let me kind of jump into the Holy Spirit for a moment. <clears throat> from that moment when the Holy Spirit came down upon Mary, came down upon her, and the Word was made flesh. Yes. And we have that in the Scriptures that, you know, um, one of the guys can dig out if you want to, right, uh, from the beginning of John's Gospel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Word being Jesus Christ, the Son of God, second person of the Blessed Trinity, and it became flesh in the womb of Mary. Never had this been known before, and never has it been known since. It's there's a miracle wouldn't even come close to describing what this is. This this is something that humanity um, cannot explain, cannot in a sense can't even handle because it's such it's so magnificent mm. to think that God, from on high God came down into the womb of this virgin, so that she became a mother and remained a virgin. And it was through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary asked, Mary said to, you know, the angel, uh, how, how can this happen? Because I am a virgin and I have not had relationship with a man. Now, at this time, she was already engaged to Joseph, but they had not been together. And they had not, especially had not slept together and never would. But, you know, at that point, Mary said, whatever you want, let it happen. Mm. And the angel this is how it will happen. The power of the Holy Spirit will come down upon you. It will overshadow you. And the child to be born will be called the Son of God. He will be holy. And, and what, as I said, that was such a, one of those wow moments, you know. Wow means without words. No way you can explain it or describe it. And it was a moment of that kind of tingling sensation like it was like, oh, how could this be? So I eventually, you know, over the years have come to see that I rarely think of or speak to or pray to, however you want to look at it, to the Blessed Mother without in some way or other being aware of and conscious of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that we have done, uh, and I should say we didn't do it because nobody planned this, and, and Michael will verify it for me because he's been an important part of it. Uh, at our prayer meetings for, I don't know how many weeks or months, we were singing this incredible song, um, you know, which is the Magnificat. And it's a beautiful chorus, you know, Holy is Thy Name, where Mary proclaims, you know, the glories of God and how holy His name is. And we just sang that over and over again. And Michael, 
with his beautiful voice, praise God, led this for us. And the minute he starts that, everybody just gets, you know, like right into it. Uh, and it's like the Holy Spirit comes through the Blessed Mother. And uh, it's, it's like just been overwhelming and wonderful. Um, just for a moment to mention this prayer meeting that we had uh, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, I also want to give credit to Jeffrey, uh, because Jeffrey, if you recall, um, I don't know if I ever used this name for you, but I was thinking about it and I said, um, you remember the story of the man of Labatsha? Wonderful story. Okay. And Don Quixote uh, had a right-hand man that he called Sancho. And Sancho was always with him and everything with him, helped him, defended him, protected him, did all those kind of things. And I'm saying to myself, Jeffrey has been my Sancho. Uh, and I really appreciate and thank you for that. And the way that that happened so many times was, well, first of all, getting our prayer meeting going, getting our healing masses going. Jeffrey was very, very much involved, if not responsible, um, in the good sense of that word, uh, for you know, what we were doing. And a few times, like we went up to uh, Jacksonville to a, a school of Christian healing and Jackson, um, Jeffrey came with me or I went with him. I don't know which one was which, mm -hmm. but uh, together. And, um, you know, it was really important that we were together. And that was a, a beautiful experience, I think, for me, certainly. And I hope also for Jeffrey. But, um, you know, and we became aware, I became more and more aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing. And, uh, you know, recently, because of this, this um, COVID-19, everything's been shut down. Our parish church here, St. Jude, uh, for a while, that was totally, totally shut down. They've reopened it for daily mass and some Sunday masses, but nothing else, you know? And um, one day I was praying again, and this time, I, for some reason, the Lord led me to pray in tongues, which I do often, but this was a, like a particular thing to do. As I'm praying in tongues, the Lord made it so clear to me, do not give up. That, you know, all of this whole prayer ministry that I've just kind of talked about uh, will come back, and it will come back even stronger. Mm. And mm -hmm. I shared this, with, shared this with some of our people, and they, they because people were getting discouraged. And it's like, well, come on, can't we do something? Let's get back together. And it's like, well, if I, I keep trying to tell them, let's not get ahead of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're trying to keep all of these things in balance in some way or other. And, um, you know, we're every Monday night I've been meeting like this on Zoom with um, four teams that we have who have been praying over people and trying to continue, keep our prayer going. We've already met 12 times on a, on a Zoom thing Monday night. And it's like incredible what the Lord does. It just keeps us together keeps us praying uh, and keeps us in touch, you know, with each other, but more importantly, in touch with the Lord, with the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Mother, all those things. So if that's not too completely scattered, you don't have any idea what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. praise God. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, thank you for the kind words, Father. That, that was really, I appreciate that. Um, for those listening in, uh, you are listening to Praise You, Lord, the underground, independent, Catholic, Christian radio broadcast brought to you once a week by the power of God, and especially by the power of your prayers. We thank you so much for listening in. 
We thank all the uh, the radio programs for for uh, for hosting us. Ninety eight point three FM uh, in in the Palm Beaches, one hundred point one FM up in the Treasure Coast. Both both of them are raising funds, so please consider going to their websites. And uh, if the Lord prompts you to to give a gift, and also Catholic Radio Network up in the three states, they cover. It sounds like pretty much all of Denver, Missouri, and Kansas. So we're so grateful that they are playing this broadcast. We hear that something is happening in Texas, and someone's hearing us on television. I don't know how that happens. And we don't know how the ripples of the good news of this program go out, but we're just grateful that they do because this is a volunteer ministry. And we're here to give thanks to God to uh, remind each other how wonderful he is, tell stories and testimony about, um, about how God has touched our lives, give thanks, and to give praise to him. And we have Father Richard Champney O'Carm in on the program as a guest. He's been here before, and you can listen to that broadcast. He gave a, a phenomenal testimony back in a, another episode. Michael, if you get an opportunity could you check that do you have that with you already or could you uh, check pull it, pull it up that would be great and we so we're going to give you that episode number you can go to any of our podcasts we're on a whole bunch of platforms on podcasts you can listen to father champney father richard champney o'carm in his first testimony interview that he did with us on this program praise you lord and he spoke about his experience at medjugorje he brought in rosary beads that turns into gold, or the color gold, um, and he told a story of someone, and he saw a rosary actually turn to gold. I remember that story. We took pictures of that rosary brought in. You actually came into the studio, right, Father? We're all sitting That's right, yes. in a circle. It was a little different than this. We're, we're doing this uh, virtually, but you came in the studio. That was a wonderful time and a wonderful program. So we, we, we thank you again for being here. We're speaking specifically about uh, Our Lady, the Mother of Jesus, the Blessed Mother, the Virgin Mary. We're speaking about her. She has many titles. And we're speaking about the Holy Spirit. And I found it really fascinating to hear your story, Father Richard, about going to Israel and going to the, I guess it's the church or the, is it the Church of the Annunciation? Yes, and yes. That, that's the location where the angel Gabriel addresses Mary and explains to her that she's going to be the mother of Jesus, who is, we Catholics believe, both God and man. Correct? Correct, completely, yep. And so Your the, theology is good. Thank you, Father. Well, that's because <laughs> you helped me a lot, Father. You're Yo, a big bo- God. I'm just a guy that loves God and... God has done so much and saved my life. That's all I am. And so great to have someone, you know, that really knows theology here in, in our program. I, we really appreciate you so much. And um, thank you. I'm just, lear- I'm, just, I'm just someone trying to learn day by day here. But uh, one thing I know is that God has saved my life, and I just want to do whatever I can to do whatever he tells me. As Mary said in the Bible, I want to do whatever the Lord tells me. And um, right. so, Father, you were putting that connection really, really interestingly. You had I, what I like is you have a place that you went to. You went to a place. It's a location on the planet called Israel. You were in a specific yes. church in a sp- specific location 
where there's a dome, I think you said, and there's a lily, a lily at the top of the dome. I, did I understand no, that? The dome, no, the dome is in the form of a lily. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And that, that lily represents purity, which is what, uh, uh, because we know that the Blessed Mother was pure. She was a virgin, as was prophesied in the Old Testament, that the Messiah yes. would be born of a virgin, and she fulfilled, you know, this is how God fulfilled okay. the scriptures to that. Go ahead, Father. That's in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 7. Wow. Or 714. I forget which one. Well, either way, it's pretty impressive. You <laughs> were able to. That's Isaiah. That's yeah. very good. So, um, so, uh, so, to, so you have a place. You've been there. You've been to that place. And you have, were touched and inspired to recognize that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary in that very location. Yes. And that's exactly where Jesus incarnate began, right there at that place. Correct. That's pretty awesome. I had never even considered that or thought about that. Yeah. yeah. That was a wonderful revelation for me, really. I was so, so, uh, no words. Yeah. Hmm. And then the other um, connection you were making, I thought, which was really valuable and, and, and got me thinking, when you, at the beginning of the broadcast, were bringing up some poetry that you had written and, uh, and recited and things from your childhood and how uh, Mary, the Blessed Mother, mothered Jesus and taught him his prayers and, and, and did so many things, right? These are unwritten in the Scripture, but we know that she mothered him, and we know what mothers do. And, um, and he, she taught his prayers and, 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 and all the different things um, in formation religiously as a, as a Jewess and, uh, and according to the law. And the law, the, yeah. the, 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 which we call now the Old Testament. But um, that is really awesome. Now, we, you also brought up something else. You brought up some current events about, uh, about the prayer groups and being shut down because of the current situation in our, in our world and in our nation and the way that things are being handled. So it's good to hear that masses are being said. What about confessions? Now, we've been speaking a lot about, just so you know, Father, the last two episodes, we spoke a lot about confession and the blessing of confessing right. our sins. It's like we just get brand new, and it's just such a wonderful blessing to get that, that sacrament. It's different Absolutely. than asking God to, you know, we, we believe, you know, we believe as Catholics we can ask God to forgive us, but there's something special. Jackson and I and, and, and Michael, we came in agreement. It's like we fee- there's something special about confession. Is there are, is St. Jude having confessions right now? Yeah, uh, at St. Jude, um, on Saturday morning after the 8 o'clock Mass, confessions are being heard in the, the gathering place outside the main church there. Sure. Um, so that's after the 8 o'clock Mass every Saturday. Great. That's, um, in, that's in Boca Raton, Florida. For those who are in yes. the South Florida area, you can go there and get confession. Yep. How long was the church um, officially kind of shut down and locked down, so to speak, Father? Almost four months. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know it was that yeah. long. Yeah. It, we, it started really um, in March. You know, I went yeah. to Protestant churches because I was where I was, and I had to, I had to, I've been moving around a little bit for personal reasons. And, and we, as we've 
articulated before, we have now a portable studio so it can go with me and we can run this program. But um, I went to a f- several Protestant churches because they, you know, one of them they did, it was wonderful. I went to a Baptist church and they had uh, with the, the pastor and the, his wife, his wife had the organ out on the stairs in the front of the church, Father. And he, oh. he, he sang and he preached, uh-huh. he preached Jesus. And I was like, and I, and I, and everyone came up with their cars. I was outside and they were so very hospitable to me. They were so kind to me and I, I will never forget them. They were so nice to me and they were, they reached out to me and, and I said, thank you. And I, afterwards I gave a donation as I like to do. And, um, and he said, where are you from? And I said, I'm a Catholic, but I, 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 I kind of have nowhere to go right now. And um, I thank you so much for preaching, you know, I mean, I don't remember exactly what I said, but I said, I thank you so much yeah. for doing this. It was such a blessing. <clears throat> then I went to another another Protestant gathering, and uh, I was having trouble finding in the particular area, I was a, a Catholic church that was doing anything. And I was very disappointed yeah. in that, Father Richard, to be sincere. Well, our, our church, St. Jude, uh, and a lot of other churches in this area, were doing virtual masses. So they were celebrating mass and taping it in the church and people could pick it up online. Well, that's good. Uh, and that was, you know, it's it's almost a, a month now, however, that we're back to actually bringing people into the church. Now, there's a lot of restrictions for that uh, as far as social distancing, wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, for example, at St. Jude, they because of the overall number of the parish, uh, for any given mass, the maximum that they can allow in is 150 people. Hmm. Um, but, you know, that's people have been coming. And I've been there a couple times myself, so I know that people are coming. But, you know, people are still in this area here in south of Florida, southeastern Florida. People are still very much aware and frightened hmm. by this virus. Thing. Yeah. And, you know, the, you listen to the news reports and it's like, stay home. Well... You know, like you said, sometimes you're not sure what the truth is, who's who's telling you what to do and so on. But people are staying home for the most part. Yeah. And at that point, that's probably wise. But people, other people are coming to the church. Um, and every every Sunday, there are four masses. There's a mass at, um, let's see, at 9 o'clock, at 11 o'clock, and at 1 o'clock is the Spanish mass. Saturday evening, there's a mass at... Um, five o'clock, I believe. So, you know, there is the possibility, the opportunity for some people to get to Mass to some degree. Mm -hmm. Now, you may be aware that the bishop, Bishop Barbarito, uh, he's a wonderful and holy man. And from the beginning of this thing, he gave a dispensation to all the people in the diocese from attending Mass on Sunday, which is our ordinary religious obligation that we've had all our lives. But the bishop said, because of this virus, I, the bishop who has the authority to do this, uh, dispense you from the uh, obligation of going to Mass until this pandemic is over. So, you know, hopefully people are, you know, trying to deal with this the best way possible. Now, the, the two people who are going to help most in doing that, guess who? Mary the and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit. Hey, that you was a good lead-in. I like that, yeah. Father yeah. Richard. You have a you have a, a theatrical um, flair to you. 
Well, <laughs> and, uh, I come by that naturally, I'm afraid. Uh, I, had, I had mentioned how you, Jeffrey, have been my Sancho. Well, the reason why I'm so aware of that is years ago when I was pastor up in Middletown, New York, we put on the play Man of La Mancha. Oh. <laughs> I was Don Quixote. Oh. <laughs> so I, I knew all that, and, you know. That. Seven performances in a row, and we did several other plays too, and I was in all of them. So I do have a lot of good uh, theatrical background. <laughs> Sometimes it's good, and other times people get upset. But what can I tell you? <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so, so Father, uh, we could take this in a couple directions because, you know, um, we spoke about Mary at the Annunciation, which was happening at a location happen at a place you've been to that place you've been yes. to locations where she appeared like we we spoke about um guadalupe in mexico city but that was right. many almost 500 years ago and which right. is which is a very powerful but but the tilma is still there right i mean so it's kind yes, the yes. miracle continues actually yes absolutely is ongoing um the the apparition was many years ago but the but the miracle continues, and then you've been to. Uh, but you were speaking about Medjugorje, which is current events. Now we did have a whole program on that, but perhaps we could talk about uh, a little bit about about Medjugorje. What's happening at Medjugorje? Sure. Because uh, the Lord is doing something. We believe at this time, right right now, with yeah. her appearing. Right. I mean, could. Could you, could you explain sure. about that? Yeah, I, I've been there, visited there three times. Um, two times with a pilgrim group, and the one time in between them, actually, uh, it was a, a retreat for priests. And um, there were about 300 priests from all over the world who came and made a, a retreat right there in Medjugorje. And that was incredible, absolutely powerful. Um but just to give you an overall uh, idea of Medjugorje, the Blessed Mother, when she appears there, uh, she proclaimed herself, as she often does, you know, tells, tells the visionaries who she is and why she's there. Well, her, in Medjugorje, she's always said she's there as the Queen of Peace. And the first time that I went to Medjugorje, which was back in the 80s, um, I was just overwhelmed by the peace of the place. Mm -hmm. And that was long before, you know, I mean, now it's become very commercialized and there are a lot of stores and restaurants and all that. But when I first went there, it was just a very simple, quiet little country town. Uh, and I, I always remember one day I was, I was sitting on a porch somewhere and a herd of sheep walked down the main road. You know, that's the kind of mm -hmm. little town that it was. Uh, and it was beautiful. Um, but, you know, Mary is the queen of peace. And two ways that that happens, one in particularly, is for confessions. You were talking about confession, how important that is. Medjugorje, her, the biggest gift, if you will, has been the sacrament of reconciliation. Because uh, people go from all over the country, all over the world, people come there, and then there are, on the side of the church of St. Uh, uh, Thomas, there's... Uh, opportunity for confession and you know the priest at when i went there the first time 
would have a little sign saying, you know, English, German, Spanish, whatever. And priests were just scattered all over the, the uh, area outside the chapel of the church. The last time I went, <clears throat> because they had so many, they built confessionals. I think it's like at least a dozen confessional rooms outside the church. Wow. And they have all the different languages lined up there. And priests, any priest who goes there, um, you know, is welcome to hear confession. And I can tell you the times that I did that, hearing those confessions was a blessing to me, you know, to see how the Lord worked and what he could do and how important the sacrament of confession is, uh, which I've always, you know, believed anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, sometimes uh, people go to a place like that because of the, um, the extraordinary things that happen. You mentioned about, you know, rosary beads and things of that sort. Um, well, I do. I have still two or three pairs of rosary beads where the chain links between them have turned gold. And it's like, uh, are you serious? That, no, that doesn't happen. But I saw it with my own eyes. Mm. So I have no question. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the Lord, at one point, one of the visionaries, I think it was uh, Mariska someone, uh, we were, she was talking to a whole group of pilgrims. And as she was talking, up in the sky, we saw this, you know, thing of the sun. There's all kinds of, um, I don't know, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, Fatima, where the sun, you know, kind of vibrates. And you see, you know, there's a, uh, an opaque center and then formless flames around the edge of it all like the sort of and you see that in the sky right there wow. and and i saw that you know and so i for some reason i had the uh, courage to ask the visionary i said why does god do that you know is this to convert people to show them his power and his magnificence and she really surprised me with her answer she said no i don't think that's the case she said God does that, you know, all these different manifestation things to confirm the faith of the faithful. Hmm. And I thought, wow, that, that's even more powerful, you know, because anybody can see, you know, the sun dancing around and say, "Woo, now I can be a good Christian. But, you know, to be a good Christian and to see the sun dancing around and say, this is the hand of God, hmm. uh, even more powerful. Um the visionaries, there are eight of them, um, and they're all still alive and well, thank God. And they're all adult. Now, th this began in 1981. 80, yeah. yeah. That's a long time ago. And Mary has appeared every day. In the beginning, she appeared to all eight of the children. Uh, the youngest at that time was 10 years old, and the oldest was 18. But uh, she appeared to them every day since then. She's not appearing every day physically to uh, most of them. I think there's only two, maybe three left that she's still appearing every day, uh, visibly, you know. But the others often get what we call a locution. They, in prayer, they will hear Mary speaking to them and giving them an important message. Um, and, you know, uh, her message is always basically the same, that you need to, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, you need to pray. Well, her message is summed up in three words. Pray, pray, pray. And it's like, that says it all. Yeah. And at the end of all of her apparitions, at the end, 
Mary always thanks the children for, you know, being attentive to her, her words and her, her presence. Um, now, there's a lot of controversy about Medjugorje. And uh, in the early days, the bishop said, no, this is not, this is not from heaven. Um, and it was like, we still don't have a final word on that because she's still appearing. And the church, in her wisdom uh, of the centuries, never makes a final judgment on an apparition until it's finished. So this one is not finished. And so there's no final word from the, from the church, from the Holy Father. However, some interesting things over the, the, the uh, last several years, 20 years or more, um, Pope John Paul II, when asked, well, you know, what, what, what is this Medjugorje all about? And he basically said, I don't really know, but I do know that a lot of people are being converted and turned to the Lord. So that in itself is worth going to. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's like if you've ever been there, you, 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 it's kind of like, how can anybody deny this? How can anybody question this? It was just so, so touching, so deeply beautiful. Mm. Um, and, you know, again, in Mary's, you know, message, um, again, is like, you know, you got to turn to the Lord, you know, and do what the Lord has called us to do from the earliest days of, you know, the birth of Christ. And, um, you know, she's there to help us. She says, you know, as she said in Guadalupe, am I not your mother? You need something? Ask me. I'll give you. I'll help you. Mm. And she's there all that time to do it for us. Amen. 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 That's awesome. Um, yeah, and Jeff, I'd like to cut in. Um, you can, uh, that last episode with Father Richard uh, and... Uh, when we talked about Madrigoria and Fatima, that's uh, episode 119. Praise you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you very much, Michael. Um, gee, my microphone is pretty low. Hold on one sec. Father, why don't you take, why don't you talk, speak a little. I, I don't know why my microphone level went down. Okay, what, is there a problem from my side, maybe? No, you're fine. Okay. All right. So maybe you could speak uh, about maybe the fruits of the Holy Spirit. There are 12 of them officially, <laughs> but um, there's a whole lot more than that. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit, because it is the Spirit of Jesus Christ uh, and the Spirit who loves the Father and loves the Son and is love, um, you know, the scriptures even tell us in the, fir the first letter of St. John, uh, God is love. And when we say God, we mean God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So, you know, Jesus came to us at the will of the Father to bring us back to him. Creation, humanity, had strayed away from God, you know, from the time of Adam and Eve, and gone its own sinful way. But the Lord promised, one day I'll send you somebody to bring you back. And of course, 4,000 years later, Jesus appears, and he's the one who is to bring humanity back to the Father. And uh, <clears throat> he, you know, came and, you know, preached and told us the good news and gave us all these kind of um, good insights and uh, ways to live and to be and to, you know, come back to the Father. 
And he told us how much the Father loves us. And when he was getting ready, when Jesus was getting ready to leave the world, <clears throat> he promised that he too would send somebody to help the world. And the promise, of course, was the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit, on Pentecost Sunday, uh, 50 days after the resurrection, the Holy Spirit came down upon the apostles, the 12 men that Jesus had chosen uh, to proclaim his message and good news to the rest of the world. And <clears throat> when the Holy Spirit came down upon them, uh, they were filled with wisdom and knowledge and piety and fear of the Lord. These are all gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, when they went out to proclaim the good news, then people began to, you know, their lives began to change. And, you know, people who had lived lives of sinfulness and selfishness and, um, you know, all kinds of terrible things that a sinful humanity is capable of, their lives were turned around. They were touched deeply by the Holy Spirit. And then the fruits of the Spirit was people who became kind, generous, patient, understanding, knowledgeable, and, you know, able to help and counsel people. These are all fruits of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit, and Jesus told us that, when the Holy Spirit comes down upon you in the Acts of the Apostles, he told us that when the Holy Spirit comes down upon you, you will be filled with power. And of course, the power he's talking about is not, you know, the power that the world seeks, the power of domination and the power of, you know, uh, having control of everybody's life, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit filling us with the kind of power that makes us, you know, sons and daughters of the Most High God, and that we can live together and live together in peace, and no matter what. Now, we've been trying to do this for, you know, 2,000 plus years, and, you know, we're doing it. And in so many ways, you know, we have, if, you know, the, the world around us only tells us what's wrong. Hmm. Only tells us what's, you know, especially like, well, a good example is this, this virus. Um, you never hear a good story about the virus. And yet, how many people have recovered? Amen. You know, and all that sort of thing. But, you know, it's typical of the world around us. It's always negative. It's always bad news. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I'm so happy that one channel here, that, you know, at the end of the channel, they have a, a little, you know, segment where they will have a person of the week, somebody who has done something good for him or herself or for other people. Um, and, you know, that that's a beautiful thing, but that's extremely rare. And that's the only channel I've ever seen <laughs> that has done something like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's what we need to recognize. This, this, is, this is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That's a good example of it right there, I think. Amen. Amen. You know what? Yeah. I, we're, we have only, you know, about, it looks like we don't have a lot of time left. I wanted to ask Jackson. Yeah. Um, you've been listening and, uh, and Michael has been listening. Jackson, what, what are your thoughts on, on what we've been speaking about as far as Mary and the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Um, well, it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about last week, Jeff, when we were talking about Our Lady and that, um, I think the first thought that comes to me is, um, you know, when we're kind of like how we spoke about Jeff, when, when we approach Mary, um, there's nothing to be, nothing to be intimidated about. Um, there's nothing to be hesitant about. Um, if we're approaching her in, in a, in a pure and, and a humble way, um, 
the Lord's going to help bring us closer to her, you know? And, and I know we talked about, um, the misunderstanding of Mary as an idol, right. Of, of Mary as, as, as a person to be worshiped. And, um, but you know, when we, when we come to her in faith and we come to her with the help of Jesus, um, he always, he'll always keep us balanced. You know, he'll always keep the relationship healthy. He'll keep us, um, in, in, um, with, with, a, with a pure heart and a pure relationship with her. Yeah. And, I, um, and, and going back to our conversation last week, Jackson, you know, um, in my experience, and I think in, in the true experience of Mary, she will always lead us to Jesus. This is what she's yep. been doing from the beginning. Do whatever Seriously. he tells you, whatever you want to do, Lord, I'll do it. You know, this is like the best example of a human, I mean, a human human, not God and human. Jesus is the greatest example, but he was sure. not a but, but I mean, he was different than Mary, obviously. He was God and man. Mary's a person. So so Mary as a person, she just surrendered to the Lord all the time, which is the yep. greatest example. <laughs> just that alone, I think. Yep. Michael, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's really easy to sometimes forget the connection of Mary to the Holy Spirit, leaving her as just a person without any kind of um, immaculate aspect to her. And I think it's really, uh, personally for me, it's very easy to forget that she's the number one player that you want on your team when it comes to dealing with uh, darkness in the world. Mm. And I think it was positive Beal who said number one weapon is the rosary. And I, I kind of want to, to hear father Richard's take on that. Just really quick. Yeah, that would be great. The rosary father. <laughs> the rosary is, well, first of all, it's one of my favorite prayers. Um, and it happens to be also Mary's favorite prayer. Almost every apparition that she's ever, you know, done throughout, you know, history She's encouraged people to pray the rosary. Um, the rosary is a very simple prayer, and that's probably what turns people off to some degree because we like things to be, you know, complicated somehow. <laughs> but it's a simple prayer. Um, and one of the most beautiful documents, if you ever have the chance to read, is what John Paul II, St. John Paul II, wrote about the rosary when he gave us the suggestion of the five new luminous mysteries. It's, it's just beautiful, that whole document. <clears throat> so the rosary is, um, is, like I say, Mary's favorite prayer. When I was a, a kid in school, you know, we, in grammar school, we used to call it, um, we were told that Mary, uh, like I had a lot. Father, you can't see this. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. We're, we ran at the end of our program. Okay. So you can't hear it. 